Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Tuesday, June 23rd. My name is Trevor, and I will be your host this morning on a funky ride through Scripture. Must have had breakfast this morning or something. All right. <laughs> um, this uh, Today, our Scripture is going to be in James chapter 3. Um, I have realized that... Um, I go back to James a lot. This is the, I'm reading through the New Testament again, um, and I've just happened to be in James. But um, James is so chock full of um, reading me and reading our uh, world uh, that it's just um, by reading I mean that it you know you can read it and then you you look at the culture you look at where we are in our country and you just see um beautiful wisdom coming out of James that is ridiculously applicable uh, applicable so um let's start in James chapter 3 uh, we'll read a little bit and then um and then this will give us a direction to pray so James chapter 3 starting in verse uh, 13 we'll read to the end of the chapter James writes, Who among you is wise and understanding? By his good conduct, he should show that his works are done in the gentleness that comes from wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, don't boast and deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where there is envy and selfish ambition... There is disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peace-loving, gentle, compliant, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering, without pretense. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. And that is the word of the Lord from James chapter 3. This passage struck me uh, in particular for two uh, phrases. One comes in verse 13, where James writes, By good conduct he should show that his works are done in the gentleness that comes from wisdom. The gentleness that comes from wisdom. Isn't that interesting? The gentleness that comes from wisdom. So let's hold on to that phrase. And then let's go to the last phrase that caught me, that it's rendered this way specifically in the CSB, and I actually prefer it here. It says, uh, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. So instead of just make peace, it's rendered cultivate peace because the verb there um, that is used to make, make just, uh, when when I hear make, I'm... uh, um, I don't know. It's just it's just kind of a docile verb. But when I hear cultivate, um, the the Greek verb there actually means to take materials that already exist and to and to use them together to work towards something. So that's so that's what we get with cultivate. You're taking something that is already there. It's what we're called to as human beings to cultivate and keep. Um, so those two phrases. Let's talk about those for just a minute. Okay, the gentleness. That comes from wisdom. All right, wisdom, especially in the book of James, um, I, uh, I, uh, 
Trevor's definition of wisdom, which I hope adheres to the biblical one, I think it does, is um, is heaven uh, into the real world. Okay, it's it's heaven that puts shoes on and and walks in the dirt. Um, it is it is down to earth. Okay, you've heard that phrase, down to earth, before, and. What scripture says here, so it is like heavenly ideals that put on feet. It is Jesus. Jesus is wisdom, which that's exactly who Jesus is. Jesus is heaven come to earth. Jesus is God who put sandals on and walked in the dirt. The gentleness that comes from wisdom. Now, that's a curious phrase to me, and that strikes me. What is gentleness? Gentleness, again, another sort of biblical idea definition that just simplifies things. Gentleness is power under control meaning I have the power to crush you and yet uh, picture uh, uh, oh picture King Kong holding um, the the uh, what's her name uh, I can't remember what her name is but you know the the girl King Kong holding the girl is the object of her affection the power to crush and yet knowing just how to use his fingers to pick her up delicately for her flourishing right Um well, Trevor, how could King Kong picking you up be for your flourishing? Okay, don't take the metaphor too far. Just hold to The point is, has the power to crush and yet knows exactly how to use those fingers to just apply the right amount of pressure to uplift instead of to crush. So the gentleness that comes from wisdom. All right, so here's the word picture now. As we are applying wisdom, as we are applying wisdom, we will be gentle. Note that this, this, this is saying here, by his good conduct, he should show that his works are done in gentleness. In other words, there is a way to work where you, uh, there is a way to do good works where it's just pedal to the metal. And the point is sort of pragmatism. Did we get it done or did we not get it done? You know, the ends justify the means. And yet wisdom, wisdom is not just about the ends justifying the means. Wisdom is that the means matter. The medium matters. The way we handle things matter. The way we talk matters. Um, it's If you've been around me for very long or if you've listened to many sermons, it's no secret that um, some of my life's heroes are, are Yoda and Mr. Miyagi. Um, these are the kinds of people and or interstellar beings that I want to grow up to be. Um, and something that's in common, you know, the, the, these guys are examples of non-anxious presence, but something that's, that, that, that Miyagi and Yoda have in common, uh, or Gandalf um, or Dumbledore, is that they, they have such incredible power. Think about Gandalf. Think about Dumbledore. Think about Yoda, especially in episode two, which is a horrible movie, but it's the one that Yoda does a bunch of flips. And and then uh, um, and think about Miyagi whenever, you know, when he finally confronts the bullies, you know, he can take anybody down. Incredible. But you would not know that from the way they si- they simply sit down and they talk to uh, Daniel or Luke or Frodo or Harry. Right. It's it's it, it is wisdom, but is delivered with gentleness. And it's not always giving the answer, is it? It's not always here's the facts. Here's what you need to know. Boom. It's a way of sort of walking with. They deal in presence. What are you able to handle right now? 
What can I give you? What kind of sort of Socratic question can I ask to help you discover a truth rather than me give it to you like a teacher expecting you to regurgitate it on a test? Those are just some ideas that come up when I think about gentleness that comes from wisdom. Of course, the contrast here is bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart. How might a person, even if they have the truth, use the truth in order to better their position against someone they don't like or just to better their position at all. Envy and selfish ambition. I want something you have and I'll use the truth to get it. Right? Wisdom. Wisdom comes at things gently. And on down, look at this, but the wisdom from above, okay? Again, it's heaven putting on sandals. The wisdom from above is first pure, then peace-loving. Note that, peace-loving, pure, it comes from right motives. It is gentle, there's that word again, compliant. You know what that word compliant is? I can't remember the way the ESV um, renders this, but the, the idea here, uh, oh, uh, I know it, it's open to reason. ESV says open to reason, which is not a bad translation, um, but the, the verb here brings about an idea of being obedient, um, but it's, it's more in terms of like willing to listen. Um, that you are open to listen, open to hear. And that's why I like that phrase, open to reason. Get that. Wisdom sits down and is open to reason. Wisdom is willing to follow the truth wherever it goes. Wisdom is willing to hear someone they disagree with. Full of mercy. Full of mercy. And good fruits. Unwavering. Without pretense, without pretense. Well, that's a good one. I don't have time for it, but moving on to this final phrase. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. And that's the last phrase. We are called um, as human beings created in the image of God to be cultivators. God created from nothing. We take raw materials and we use it to build up. There is a lot of tearing down. It's happening right now in our country. There is a lot of talk about what should be torn down. And I'm not here to comment on that, tearing down monuments. or. Um, but I do know that there is a sort of deconstructive nature to us, a deconstructive nature that is always willing to take down um, a deconstructive nature that's being sown into our sort of collective psyche that you should always look Always look for this evil and and tear it down. Always look for evil in people. Always look for where the racism is showing up. Or always look for breakdown where these authors have uh, uh, cancel culture. Always look for someone's misstep. And then us, the big Twitter crowd, will all point it out and take them down. So there is a very deconstructive nature to what is happening in our world right now. And that's why this phrase, cultivate peace, is a whole new idea. It's about building up not tearing down. And what are we cultivating? We're cultivating peace. That's not cheap peace. You need to understand that. In the Bible, when we get the word peace, it is not the absence of conflict. It is the presence of justice. It is the presence of righteousness. It is the presence of everyone getting their due. It is the presence of God. Cultivate peace. We are called to cultivate the presence of God so much, so much 
that there is shalom, there is right relationships. Now think about that. Yes, you might have to tear down a monument to cultivate a right relationship, but the point is that your aim is not simply to deconstruct everything. Your aim is not simply to tear the system down. Your aim is to build up peace. Your aim is to build peace. Fundamentally, City Church, we have got to see and understand ourselves as builders, not deconstructors. Cultivators, not consumers. Cultivators. And what do we cultivate? We cultivate peace. And how do we do it? With wisdom. And what? how does wisdom operate? In gentleness. I don't know how to be a wise person that operates in patience and gentleness, that cultivates peace in the midst of what we have, a non-anxious presence. I don't know how to do that without being absolutely daily trained in on who God is and what he calls me to be. I don't know how to do that without getting into scripture every day. I don't know how to do that without being on my knees asking for the presence of God every morning when I wake up. I don't know. City Church, if you have a better way of doing that, that does not include immersion in the biblical story, well, then tell me. But that's why we lead you to put your mind and your heart in Scripture and then let it flow out of you. We need to know God. We need to walk with God in order to do justice. So let's pray in that direction. Our Father, you have called us to exercise wisdom with gentleness. You have called us to cultivate peace. To be open to reason. To be full of mercy. To love our enemies. You have given us power to use. We have the Holy Spirit working in us, and yet we're to do that with an understanding of who's sitting across the table from us or in the car with us or at the dinner table with us or playing outside with us or going to the gym with us or in a marriage with us or in the house next door. You have called us to think about others and to use gentleness with the wisdom that we deliver. Open our eyes to your presence, to where and how you are moving. And Father, give us eyes to see where peace needs to be cultivated. And give us the love. Show us, remind us of the love that it takes to use wisdom with gentleness. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.